week 12 yep. week 12 down big week for the boys a lot of wins um a couple upset wins uh but yeah it was a good week in football so Sid you're gonna start off here with George Tech's upset UNC they only, you only let them score 17 points which is kind of crazy wild and I'll give give some stats on really the bigger picture on that which is kind of shocking but um yeah I played at Chapel Hill this weekend uh, it was a big upset weekend. I kind of wish we could have watched more games, but I was trying to keep up with the score at the stadium. And um, the first note I'll note is like their fans were just super cocky. I guess they get a nine and one season, you know, and they they feel like you know they got a, they were talking about they have a shot at the playoffs and all kind of things. Yeah. They went out. And, um, we were just kind of keeping our mouth shut because you don't know how a game like that can go. And uh, they got up seventeen nothing pretty quick. You know, the first play. Yeah, they took it 80 yards to the house on their offensive series, just bad run fit. And I thought it was kind of going to be one of those games where the guys just look disinterested and don't go out there and play very well and yeah, um, you get your shit packed in fast. But uh, to the defense's credit and the, really the offense's credit as well, they just kind of went out there and grinded it out. Um, I think everybody knew our uh, quarterback situation was going to be dire. Um, it wasn't going to be ideal, so you just kind of got to play keep away and just hold on to the ball as long as possible. We didn't really go up tempo very much. Um, we did some huddling, and um, we really rotated Puma and Zach Gibson. Um, I will say to Zach Gibson's credit, he made the throws when he needed to. Um, he doesn't look like a guy that's going to go out there and light it up, but he didn't turn the ball over, which was his, has been his biggest problem, and um, he really just played a safe, solid game. And we, we picked up first downs. Um, I mean, we were using every down uh, on every drive. I mean, we were going to third down and short every time and just picking it up. Um, the first couple series weren't very productive. Picked up a first down or two. Uh, Malik Rutherford looked pretty good. And uh, we, were, we were down um, Nate McComb as well. So Malik stepped up in the slot. He is so shifty and fast. Like his, his acceleration is ridiculous. He's faster than Nate. So um, we got to start getting him the ball as well. I'd like to see some double slots when we get Nate back. But um, after UNC scored, it really felt like the game just kind of settled down. Uh, we held them to three points after that, and um, it was 10 nothing. And we then we missed a field goal from deep, um, wasn't even a good snap. And you kind of felt like, well, that's how this game's gonna go. They get the ball back, they drive right down the field, and they score. And it was 17 nothing. Um, kind of felt like the game could have got out of hand there, but uh, yeah, I don't know if it was I don't know if it was a real tweet, but I think it was Ryan Switzer or something tweeted like this is how you come out and and beat a team that you're supposed to beat. Like yep. these these teams he, around here could learn something. Yeah, he was talking about Ohio State and he was like yeah. these are real teams go and handle t- teams of lesser talent or or lesser opponent or something like that cuz they were up 17 nothing. And um then they got the ball back and we stopped them. Well, uh 
No, I'm sorry. We were it, we had the ball with like four minutes to go. Mac Brown caught a timeout because he got greedy and wanted wanted to get the ball back to go score again. So they turn around and they go three and out and give us the ball right back. But we take for the first time we take the ball right down the field. Uh, uh, Zach makes a really nice 35 yard out route to the sideline pass, um, puts it on a dot, which was really shocking. And then the next play, we hit like a 35, 40 yard um, slant route to Hassan Hall out of the backfield. And um, North Carolina's defense just didn't count numbers and picked up the wrong guy to the inside. And he was wide open across the middle and took it down to like the five and on third and six or second and eight, one of the two, um, we punched it in and went 17-7 at halftime, which you kind of felt good about, right? Like I text y'all, I was like, sadly, I feel like that's a win going 17-7 at half. Um, you know, it was kind of one of those deals where we're in a situation of let's just not get blown out. Came out of the half and uh, everything was just kind of slow, but you could tell like we were in the game. Um, Drake May was overthrowing the ball a lot. We were in his face the entire night. Um, and from there, it was just kind of one of those deals where you feel like if we could score another touchdown and keep it a, a three-point game, you know, anything could happen. And that's exactly what we did. Um, we had some big plays. And uh, we really mixed Tyson in well. He did throw a pick, but we didn't really let him throw the ball downfield that much. He really would get in, and it was QB keeper left, QB keeper right, or read option. And he, to his credit, he was running the ball hard. He had two rushing touchdowns. Um, but we get inside the 20 and just put him in, and uh, he they found a way to punch it in, which I'll give him credit because we've struggled really bad at that area of the field. So um, once we got uh, another touchdown out of the half, it was 17-14, you kind of felt like, you know, this could go any way. So – um, you could tell everybody in that stadium, they were kind of shutting up a little bit. They were puckering up. And, uh, you know, the tides started, started to turn a little bit. It, it was fun. Um, I, there's a couple of wild stats out there before I uh, get into it, but um, too deep. But so, yeah, obviously, like UNC has a super high-power offense, straight May. Everybody's talking about winning Heisman and everything. But um, the, what we did on defense is unreal. Uh, compared to what they've been doing to people. So um, they had, uh, let's see, let's see, their total yardage in the game was, um, let's see, I just got it here. Yeah, so they, they had 365 yards total, 202 on the ground, 163, uh, or 202 in the air, 163 um, on the ground. 202 in the air was Drake May's uh, lowest of the season. And uh, he, we also kept him out of the end zone. Uh, he did not have a, a passing touchdown for the first time this year. Um, but so out of that 365 total yards, 80% um, of their offense came on 10 total plays. Um, they had six passes of 30 attempts that led to 158 of their 202. So six out of their 30 attempts accounted for well over three quarters of their passing yards and four of their 33 rushes led to 131 of 163. So 80%. Um, so the other 53 of their 63 plays amounted to 76 yards. Um, Damn. So, I mean, obviously this is not something you would do, but if you take away those 10 total plays, they gain 76 yards total. Um, that's almost hard to do against anyone. Yeah. So, you, you just really got to get got to give the defensive guys and the, the staff especially credit because um, 
Drake May was just off his game. We we sacked him six times. Keon White was just throwing people around. He was all over the field. He was covering running backs out of the backfield on on uh, like there was a couple plays in the red zone where they would throw like a little swing route to the running back and he was the guy out there making the play on him. Uh, he had three sacks, seven tackles for loss, um, twelve solo tackles. Just like dude was having a night. So um, the game plan was to compress the pocket and not let Drake May escape. We did a good part, good good job of that for the most part. There were two plays on on long third downs where they were able to convert when he snuck out of there, but um, again, that's something that he's really good at, and we took that that game away from him. So, um, yeah, towards the end of the game, um, we got the ball back, and just we were able to just run the ball. Uh, I kept when we went up twenty one seventeen. I was like, I do not want them to have a chance to win it at the very end of the game, like we're so used to seeing. And granted, Josh Downs dropped a touchdown pass, right? But I mean. That was with like four or five minutes left to go in the game on fourth down. It's one of those deals where, yeah, you know, like should we have won the game? He should have caught that. Yeah, that means you, but you could say that about anything. If, you know, if you take away, um, if we weren't down two quarterbacks, if we weren't down a running back. But also we were, he dropped it, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah, and and we were down. Because he's garbage. Back. Right. Well, I, the Josh Downs thing is, is hilarious to me because he was supposed to commit to us and then he flipped late and uh, or he didn't really flip, but it was supposed to be us. And then he committed to North Carolina and he made a big post about talking about how he got the better offer and made the better decision. And then prior to the game last year, he was going to show that he made the right decision. And last year we absolutely shut him down. He had like two catches for I can't remember, but it wasn't very much. Um, and we beat their ass. And then this year he had three catches for. I think it was 38 yards or something and dropped a touchdown pass. And, uh, like, dude, it's just – all of that has just blown right back up in his face. So, um, he, like, deleted his Twitter and his Instagram after the game. I saw a comment, and it was like, well, he probably just dropped his phone. Oh. <laughs> but uh, their fans were so bad because, like, the whole game they were talking about, we got to get Josh the ball. He's the best guy on the field. And, all this shit, and then after he dropped it, like we were, we were just like clowning their ass. So I don't know. It, it was fun. It was a yeah. good game. It was kind of one of those deals where you like, there's no chance we have uh, a shot at this, but you just kind of grinded it out, played keep away, didn't turn the ball. I mean, Tyson turned it over once, but other than that, we held on to the ball. We didn't have any hardly uh, stupid penalties. We had like two unsportsmanlike penalties that were just kind of dumb, and then a holding call. Other than that, I mean, we really just played clean football. So, uh, and I would say my player of the game would probably either be Keon White or uh, Miles Brooks. He locked down Josh Downs all night. He had one uh, poor coverage on Josh, and that's the one he dropped the touchdown pass. But other than that, there were plays where on third down, Josh kind of get usually is used to getting the ball. You know, if it's third and eight, he'll catch it three, four yards short and just make it happen with his legs, but Lamiles kept him in front of him and, and and was making the tackle every single time. So had a hell of a game. Kids are really good safety for us. And uh yeah, it was a good night. Hell yeah. Big win, baby. Y'all should y'all it sucks because y'all should be bowl eligible. Well, a hundred percent. I mean if you look at the two games we lost Miami and Virginia, those are two games you really shouldn't lose. 
um, especially Virginia. But that's kind of one of the deals when Jeff goes down, you don't really know what quarterback to go in. Guys hadn't been getting reps. And yeah, I mean now now you've been able to adjust to it a little bit, but yeah, if, at the if time is kind of at the tough. time if you go to Pyron, you probably win that game. Um, but you went to Zach. but you just don't know that. You just don't. Yeah, you just yeah. don't know. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's frustrating. Now, I mean, it's uh, a for sure thing that we don't get in the bowl. I mean, you can 100% be five and seven, and there's there's all there's 12 openings right now for teams that are because there's not enough there's 12 there's not enough teams basically for all the slots that are bowl eligible right now. Then it goes to APR. Obviously, our APR is pretty damn good. So, um, I mean, there's there's an outside shot at it. Am I gonna be like? Ecstatic. I mean, you kind of sneak back during a bowl game, but also at the same time, for what we were dealing with and what we've had to go through, I a mean, bowl's a bowl, baby. A bowl's a bowl, and it's another chance at a win. So, exactly, I mean, people can say what they want, but the situation we've been in with three wins, just in the absolute shitter, um, you'd take a chance to go six and seven on the year, right? Oh yeah, so. absolutely. Um, Davini, what What's happened? Up? What happened with the uh the Georgia game? I didn't really get to watch it. I watched it a little bit at the tailgate, but <laughs> it wasn't really worth watching. <laughs> um, sixteen to six. Yeah, it's funny because like every every year we play Kentucky, it's always a game like that. Um, where it's just each team's just running the ball, not doing much on offense, and there's no explosive plays. It's just a a hard fought just ground and pound game and that's what we saw this year too um that and it was 30 degrees with the wind blowing 20 miles an hour so um so that's more of the reason yeah after the game uh i didn't obviously you can't really see the wind um when you're watching (laughs) it on tv you can't see how bad the wind is or feel it um i knew it was cold but uh kirby after the game said that the wind had a big factor and you know a couple of decisions they had but you know at the end of the day it worked out um last week uh when i was talking about things we needed to work on uh the big one was running the ball um we kind of we kind of lost that the last couple of weeks really most of the season um but against kentucky we had to run it and we did well. Um, one of the differences, uh, we saw a little more of uh, some zone scheme uh, compared to just gap. That's what Munkin likes to do. He likes to do gap scheme runs uh, majority of the time this year. Um, when he was first OC, he kind of did a 50-50 split of zone, zone scheme and gap scheme. And then he kind of started going away from zone scheme, but against Kentucky, he brought it back and it did really well. Um, I mean, we ran the ball for 45 times and uh, I think it was like 250 something rushing yards. Um, 247. 247. And uh, Key McIntosh had a career day. Um, yeah, I mean, we just. We were running the ball well. Um, I like to see it. Stetson Bennett only had 19 pass attempts, I think only 13 completions out of those attempts. Uh, we didn't throw the ball much at all. 
but he did have a he did have a poor decision on uh, that interception. I don't know if it was a bad uh, if it was bad miscommunication between McConkey and Stat, or he was just throwing up for a prayer. I don't really know what was going on because there was there was two DBs. Um, he was running a deep post and he kind of just chunked it. So I didn't know if he was expecting Lad to stop or come get it. I don't know. It was weird. Or if the wind caught it. Yeah, in that's the possible. Or something. Um, but yeah, so the big thing I want to focus on is the two big things is our, our defense and um, our short yardage goal line. I mean, I'll get started with the defense. I mean, they they played really well. Um, I mean, they're legit. Even though Kentucky is poo-poo, as we've seen in the past, um, you know, I thought this is always one of those games where you're like, okay, they're going to come out flat and give up some points because they know they can win this game, but, you know, they're looking ahead. Um but they didn't. They came out and put hats on hats and, you know, held Chris Rodriguez to 50 yards rushing off 17 carries and, you know, made Will Levis struggle, which Will Levis also does. Will, Levis, yeah. Will <laughs> Levis makes himself struggle. It's very interesting in that regard. Um, I won't get too much into the specifics about it because it was kind of a really boring game and no one wants to hear that. So uh, for the goal line stuff, um, this has kind of been very interesting. Uh, last year, it seems, I don't know if you've seen our heavy formation, Jacob, but when we have Jalen Carter at fullback on the goal line. Mm-hmm. Um, but last year, every time we get in it, I mean, we get it, you know, within the first or second try, easy. Um, this year, though, has been a really, really bad problem, um, especially these last couple weeks against Mississippi State and Kentucky. And in the in those two games, um, we've handed the ball off nine times to a running back inside the three-yard line. And we haven't scored on those nine attempts. Holy inside, shit. inside the three-yard line. Um, and out of those nine, six um, came out of our heavy bunch formations. So, like I said, heavy formations when we bring Jalen Carter and defensive tackle out there to plow through. Um, seven of those runs were stopped for no gain or a loss. Um, I mean, I don't know short yardage right now, especially at the goal line. It's just really piss poor and – they got to do a better job with that. I mean, that oh, – the goal line is just being physical. I mean, it's just outmanning the guy in front of you on the goal line. Um, not really a lot of technique involved, you know, that close to scoring. So, we can't do that um, at all when it matters most because teams against Miss games like against Mississippi State and Kentucky, you know, we can fail those and get the ball right back because their offense isn't great. But, you know, if you're playing Ohio State or USC with a quarterback that can, you know, throw 80 yards down the field the next play, that's going to be a problem. Um, 
I'll just give uh, – I want to – that's pretty much it for the game, and I was going to throw out a couple couple facts um, just because I like to um, before we move on for a second. Um, defense. Uh, going into the final week of the season, um, they're first and fewest touchdowns allowed, second fewest – points per game allowed, uh, third and lowest third down conversion percentage, and six in yards per play and yards per game. Um, opponents are eight and 22 on fourth down this year. Um, in the first quarter, uh, our defense only allowed nine points in 11 games. Um, this senior class um, is on uh, a mark to be the uh, most winningest class, which was last year's senior class, obviously. Um, they're 44 and five right now um, as, a, as a class. And last year's went 45 and eight. Um, our average margin of victory in SEC games this year was 25 and a half. And last year it was 31.9. We've now won – we've now swept the SEC two years in a row, and only two other teams have done that in SEC history, Um, Florida and Alabama. Smart is uh, 7-0 against Kentucky now. And – Georgia um, is seven and two, all time ranked as number one. So, you know, nothing, nothing cool. Just wanted to um, get those out for a second. So, I don't really focus on those kind of stats. But yeah, that's um, that's all I got with the dogs. Yeah, well, I guess we can uh, we can move on to the best game of the weekend. That's right. South Carolina absolutely <laughs> dismantling number five Tennessee in uh, Willie B. What a game, man. Um, didn't see that coming. Yeah, no one saw that coming. You know, we go down and we score on the first drive, which is which is cool, you know. But then Tennessee goes down in like three plays and scores on us. So I'm like, okay. I mean, we had a second there. We're in the lead, but here we go. But then we just kept scoring. Um, I don't really – I mean, we're using the middle of the field, pushing the ball down the field way more than we uh, have been in the past. We kind of did to Tennessee what Tennessee has been doing to other teams all season, um, just kind of beat the DBs and was thrown deep all game. Um, I mean, Spencer Rattler had one of the best games I've ever seen in person, 30 for 37, 438 yards, six touchdowns. Um I mean, that's the guy that I was hoping that we got out of the transfer portal. Um, it sucks that it took this long for him to have a game like this. But, I mean, I think everyone knew that he didn't make any throws that you're like, wow, I didn't know he could make that throw. Like, everyone knew he had that kind of talent, um, but he just – He's just been waiting on it. Exactly. He just hadn't showed it and then showed it right there. Probably the best game from a quarterback in South Carolina history. Um, debatable, but – you know, I mean, incredible game, Even, especially with being without Marshawn Lloyd and actually our top two running backs 
Uh, we still found a way to rush the ball with Jaheim Bell. Um, I mean, one. Yeah, I mean, he was <laughs> he was rumbling and stumbling and getting yards after contact, and he had a great game. He also caught a couple touchdowns. Um, I mean, everybody was involved. Josh Van scored two touchdowns. Jalen Brooks scored a touchdown. Gene Bell scored two. Um, to carry on Joyner scored a couple touchdowns on the ground. Antoine Wells had 177 yards in the air, no touchdowns, but he was, had them all, though. So, I mean, yeah, he mossed a guy, he had a couple big third down, third and long catches. I think he caught a third and 20 for first down. Um, the dude's a, an animal, but um, yeah, I mean, we just kind of boat raced him. Like, they, I mean, they put up 38, so like they scored enough points to win the game against a normal South Carolina offense. But, I mean, we just kind of came out there and scored 63 on them. So, um, you know, nine touchdowns. We only had one drive that didn't result in a touchdown. And it was the first drive coming out of the half. Um, Everything other than that was a score. Even at the end of the game, we were still throwing the ball downfield and scoring on them. So, suck at Tennessee. Yeah. I I thought the defense played well enough. Um, you know, we kind of just so first of all, we shadowed um Jalen Hyatt with Cam Smith, which I think was a good idea. Um, held him to let's see, where's uh, held him to 65 yards passing or receiving. I mean, Jalen Hyatt, um, that's because Cam Smith was giving him like a 10 yard cushion, so he was he would run little hitches and get like nine, nine, ten, eleven yards. Um, but we just didn't let let him beat us over the top, which obviously he's been doing to people all season. Um, so we kind of stacked the box and then just left our uh, our corners out on islands, and it, it worked out. We have a couple good corners that um, had really good good games all at the same time. Um, and Hendon Hooker was kind of missing missing throws that he usually makes. I think we said er- in an earlier podcast, like that's kind of how you beat Tennessee. Um, you score on them and then kind of just hope Hendon Hooker's off his game and and uh and he was. He was missing throws like that, like I said, he usually makes. And then obviously he goes down with the injury. Um, I mean, South Carolina was already up eighteen with eleven minutes left in the fourth quarter, so it's not like that affected the game very much, but just wanted to mention that because that really sucks for him. Um But yeah, I mean, all in all, I mean Best game I've ever been to in my life, for sure. We stormed the field. Um, got some hedges. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I'm I'm sure I'm missing a lot, but um, it was just it was just South Carolina's day, you know. It was a slaughter. Just it was a straight ass beating. I got we our game, which by the way, a five thirty game is so weird because it felt like all the games were over right and it it was late, but it was halftime for most of y'all's games when we were leaving. But um, uh, I was on the way home, like or back to my uncle's house from Chapel Hill, and I was watching the game, and I was like, dude, they're just beating their ass. Like the whole every the whole time I was watching, I was like, y'all are literally just beating their ass. So. I, I don't really understand what Tennessee's game plan was defensively. Like, let's just rush four in coverage and let Spencer just have all day in the world to throw it. But 
I mean, you take what the defense gives you, and to Spencer's credit, I mean, he was he was humming that thing around. So, I mean, he was. He looked like also, a Heisman we, contender. We averaged twelve point eight yards per attempt and three scores when the when they blitzed us. So, I mean, I just I think it was just South Carolina's day. I think there's just nothing they could have done on on defense to even to to stop him. Spencer Rattler was in his bag. Um, I mean he had, he had eight th- touchdown passes on the entire season. He scored six in that game. Yeah, <laughs> he almost doubled. He almost doubled his freaking touchdown output. Um, and the, and the offensive line had had a, a fantastic game, game of their lives, or at least game of this season. Like they were they were going crazy. Um, Dude, if you put a sixty burger on someone like yes, that's an ass beating regardless of what your defense does. So, like, I know you said, you know, you think you played okay. I think especially against Tennessee to give up, to give up 35? 38. 38. But, but one was in the last minute of the game. Okay, but also y'all were scoring fast as hell. That's y'all were, true. Y'all were big, big chunk plays. So, when you're scoring 63 points a game, it's tough for your defense to be right back out on the field, against, especially against a defense that, you know, takes so many shots and throws downfield so much. So, Really, I don't think you could have asked for more. I no, mean, I mean, if you're not Georgia, all that, all that talent out there on defense. I mean, look what they did to Bama. Yeah, right. Yeah, with so much talent, track race. You, I don't think you really can ask for more. To be honest, I mean, they scored 24 in the first half, and then only 14 in the second. Obviously, that last touchdown coming with like a minute left in the game. I mean, obviously, it still counts, but you know, I mean, the defense played pretty well, like Cam Smith said in the. Post game, they just you know drop their nuts. So, <laughs> but just comment. I'm just saying, I I would be very pleased. Yeah, and Absolutely. shout out to all the freshmen on on defense that have been playing. I mean, Nick and Mori goes out. He's already a freshman. He goes out for a targeting call, um, which I was obviously mad at during the game. But Did going you back, it? Going back in my rewatch, I was uh-huh. like, I mean, I yeah. can see. It. Uh, I was definitely about to say. It's, <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Like it's, it, it's unfortunate. That it's a really tough. The yeah, rule yeah. Because there's not much else he could. I mean, he's six foot four. Like, there's not much much else he could except for like keep his head up. I guess. Yeah, but then he would get trucked. You yeah, know? I mean, he's tackling a big ass tight end. Yeah, and so. it's just unfortunate. Yeah, but, but I mean, they're gonna call that every time. Yeah. You either be the nail or the hammer, and if yeah. you don't do what he did, you're gonna be. Yeah. That was such a weird – they just, like – it was a weird targeting situation because you expect – I mean, it was definitely a big hit, but both dudes Nobody just, like, bounced ground. and just, yeah. like, they were, like, looking around and they just tackled him again. Nobody hit the ground. Um, but when he went out, another freshman came in who hadn't played any defensive snaps this year and got a, a big pass breakup on third down um, and played well. And then, you know, fifth-year senior Sherrod Green goes out with a little leg – Injury, not injury, because he's just he's not like injured, just a little hurt leg, whatever. And another true freshman, Stone Blanton, comes in and, and plays well. So uh, the defense is looking good for the future, and and they played well that night. So yeah, looks like uh, it's never it's never a bad night when you run out of fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently, apparently the dude is a Tennessee fan. The dude that was doing our fireworks, or like went to Tennessee or something. Um, so people are like, did we run out or did he just stop shooting the fireworks? I'm going to go and run out because, because y'all, we, y'all... Well, we stormed the field and then they started shooting fireworks off again. 
Well, somebody ran. Yeah, I mean, over. someone had to. Yeah, someone ran over to freaking. Or I'm sure y'all have a, got some fire. I'm sure y'all have a massive stockpile, so like they set a certain amount out for the game, and then they're like, "Holy shit, we scored sixty three yeah. points!" Like, <laughs> we weren't. We didn't set this much out for the game tonight. I mean, because if you watch the, I watched a couple of touchdowns y'all scored where y'all shoot it off like twice. Yeah, whatever. yeah. The last touchdown, or the the before the last the, one. Was yeah, the once. one before it. It was once, and then it was like it was almost like it felt like a like a misfire on a gun, or, or like the click when you're yeah. out of bullets. It's like yeah, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I I yeah. wish we could have seen this Spencer Rattler all season. I mean, obviously he's not going to throw for 400 yards and six touchdowns, but just that kind of I don't know. He's I felt like he was playing loose. They, he wasn't sitting there looking to the sideline after every play, waiting for a call and adjustments and all that. And that's also on play calling, not just Spencer, but was playing loose, playing with a little bit of that swagger that everyone hates. Um, and I don't know, just looked like a different guy out there. So looked like a different team. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's like y'all went with a mindset like, we're we have nothing to lose. We're playing the number that's, five. That's team. literally exactly what the players and said, just, and then yeah. what Satterfield said. And they're and we're just gonna open open conference. everything we got. Yeah, and then pretty much we're, started, we're just like fuck it, let's go ball. Yeah, and once y'all started, you know, when y'all got to the point, like holy shit, like we can, we can do it. Y'all got that confidence, and like well, Spencer, yeah. a big thing for him is confidence. We yeah. saw that in Oklahoma too. Yep, I mean. Yeah, and and I think the biggest thing or the thing I like the most is that we never, like, slowed down. You know, we never was just, all right, we'll just, you know, we're already beating their ass. Like, we'll just run the ball here or whatever. Um, Because, I mean, obviously we know Tennessee can come back in, you know, the matter of five minutes. So, I like that they kept their freaking – their foot on their throat and and got one of the biggest wins probably in program history, if I'm being honest. I was about to say, was that the best, best game? I mean, in your in your memory, it was just, it was just like it's not it's not, it wasn't an upset aided by like turnovers or like you know Tennessee making bad decisions. It was just like a a good clean like butt whooping like you know the Georgia game in twenty nineteen was aided by turnovers and like it was kind of a fluke game. Not that this isn't a fluke, but like it felt like just like a more real win. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the 2019 is a real win. I don't want to get that twisted, but you know what I mean. Like, it, the 2019 was a weird game. Yeah. This was just like – You can't you, you just, can't sit there and blame it on one guy, on the, you know. On yeah. The, yeah. yeah. The difference is you, in one game you hang around and you sneak one out. The other one you just beat their ass. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't see – you don't see – you don't really see upsets like, you like know, that. A, t- a top five team, unranked team just getting their butts handed to them. Yeah, I mean we were up by thirty-two. We would have won by thirty-two points if they didn't score that last-minute touchdown. Dude, That's nuts. I, if you put us, if you put up sixty-three points on anyone, that's an asshole. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. I, I, I mean, mean, I don't, I don't know what it means for the. T- I mean, it means you got a huge, huge win, the biggest win in the Shane Beamer, Beamer era so far. I don't know what it means going from here, like into the next two games, but. Man, it was a cool win. Yeah, how was the how was the um stadium? Was it electric? The best, yeah, the best game best of environment in my life. Yeah, it was nuts, and everyone was there to the end. We're freaking yeah. storming the field. The staff is like helping us storm the field. <laughs> That's awesome. It was so sick. And it was that dude. It's 
and it was a night game. Like that's the best feeling in the entire world. Like winning a game you yeah. absolutely shouldn't and storming the field and that's just just incredible. Yeah, I was telling uh, I was telling somebody I was like, um, you know, like we've had a lot of great wins that I've been to at Sanford. Um and then crazy environments, but I've never had that feeling of, you know, beating someone that we're not supposed to beat, really, you know? Yeah. Like, kind of like that scenario. I guess that's what happens when you're at the top, right? I mean, Bama. Yeah. Bama, Which, I mean, I mean, it, it kind of um, sucks a little bit, but then I'm also, I don't want to be, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I'm just saying it was is is cool. That'd be cool. That'd be cool to do one day as a football fan. But I mean, you what you're trying to say is you wouldn't trade going down to the bottom for that. Yes. I but wouldn't. It is that's cool fair. Down. I mean, I bet the feeling of winning a national championship is way cooler. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. But it is one of the best feeling. I and like I just from my perspective, you wouldn't trade that. Yeah, trust me. You wouldn't trade. Yeah, I know but, I wouldn't, but it, it, it sucks that I, you know, won't be able to experience that. But I mean, hey, maybe, I mean, maybe one day. We never know. I mean, we can only pray one day. <laughs> <laughs> we can only pray. Yeah, that's right. Well, Sam, since since you're just um, getting here, you have any comments about any of the other games, um, South Carolina, Georgia, Georgia Tech, before we get into the Clemson game? I mean, not really. Obviously, Carolina crazy. Um, don't do that shit again, please. <laughs> I mean, Tech went crazy. Keep doing that shit. Georgia would like kind of like dog ass. I'll keep doing that. <laughs> I mean, everybody just keep up what they did this week. You know, except for Carolina with all that continuing. Except for Carolina. You yeah, know? I, yeah. Let's keep Carolina going. I mean, you, mean, you don't want Spencer going for 63. <laughs> I mean, it ain't on me. <laughs> I'm not out there playing defense, so I got nothing to do with it. If Spencer, I just want Jacob to be happy. That's all. If Spencer I got so nice 63 this weekend, Sam, is there a chance you jump off the top of Death Valley? Is there a chance? <laughs> Dog, I'm, I'm splatting. <laughs> I'm and and I'm doing that before we even get to 63. I mean, by 49, I might be up there like hanging off the edge. But you know, like one more touchdown, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> then they score again, and I'll say it. All right, next time I'm really finna do it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we can. With that said, we can hop into maybe the most lopsided game in terms of total yards I've seen this season. Um the Clemson and Miami game. I mean, we kind of beat their ass. The fact that I they mean, scored, yeah. Um, you know, let me. Uh, I just get through this. So obviously, we held them to a hundred yards. It's the first time we've done that since 2014 against Boston College, I think. Um, and I mean, the front seven was just going crazy. Um, the last two games, we've had nine sacks. Um, and part of that is obviously, you know, when Malik Cunningham comes out of the game and you have Louisville's back up in there, who's not much of a runner. Uh, and then you have 
Miami, who's so one dimensional with Jacoby Brown that I mean, we just we just really just run blitz. We weren't trying to hit the quarterback. We were just trying to stuff up run gaps, and that's exactly what happened. And they couldn't move the ball. Um, and the first drive of the third quarter, they had like a 38-yard run from Brown. Um, then he hit the tight end, Will Mallory, for like 20. So, I mean, that's that's literally 75% of their whole, <laughs> their whole game right there. Yeah. Um, but, <clears throat> I mean, they scored a touchdown off of a strip sack. When DJ was playing pocket pool in the pocket, guy breaches out of the B gap. And he just stares at the guy rushing him when he's got Joe and Gata wide open underneath. It's just like, bro, you got to have the ball out right now. And that's really what bothered me the most. Obviously, in the third quarter, we try and kick a field goal from 60 yards into a breeze, miss it. Then you go fumble or, yeah, fumble or pick, fumble, fumble. It's just like, what the hell are we doing? Because all three drives were, I mean, we're moving the ball. Um, it's just, we would, I mean, we would have had a 50 burger if you take away any one of those three turnovers. Um, but anyways, it was probably the best game of DJ's career after watching it, just in terms of RPO decisions. Um, obviously we run that shit every play. So when you're wrong 60% of the time, that's not good. Um, and he hasn't been exaggerating, but. There are just a lot of times where he doesn't he doesn't pull the ball when he should. Um, he'll hand it off into a stack box and the numbers are not there. I mean, he he does a pretty good job of throwing it out um, and hitting the little bubble screens and stuff when we need to. But Miami was bringing – they had James Williams, uh, who's a five-star 2021 class at safety, and his big ass was in the box all day. I mean, they were not about to let Shipley and Moffa run for 1,000 yards on him. So they stacked the box. DJ did a nice job throwing the ball out when he needed to. He had a lot of times in the second half where he was able to get the end to pinch down and just take off around him. I mean, he ended up with 80-something yards rushing. So um, definitely his best output there. But schematically on offense, it was it was as good as we've been. I mean, we've we've had a lot of 12 personnel stuff this season. Uh, but Davini knows this. When your tight ends are effective and you can start moving the motherfuckers around, I mean, you you start putting somebody in a real bind because you don't know exactly how to devote personnel to who's going to cover who. Um, but just in terms of, like, formations and personnel, I mean, we, we mixed it up a ton. We had a lot of creative little stuff, um, like setup plays off of things that we've made tendencies, like quarterback draws and, you know, swing passes to the running back. So, like I said, I mean, 40th straight home win. Um it goes without saying we're we're pretty good at home. So obviously, when you get up twenty-one nothing on Miami, it's it's over. So, but again, like you said, probably one of the most lopsided games you're ever going to find in terms of total yardage. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wish every game was like that, just completely stress-free. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty hard to do. Hold a Power Five team under a hundred yards. Um, I don't, I guess the last team, one of the last teams to do that was like Iowa and South Dakota State yeah, when, it was like, week, when it was like seven to three first week of their second week of the season. Yeah, I was, I was something different over there. I don't know. I don't know what they got going on, but I don't like it. Yeah. Well, I guess, um, we can move into rivalry week. Rivalry week. 
I just really struggled saying that. Uh, who I want to be right? I just all want to be friends. They're both nooners, South Carolina versus Clemson and Georgia, Georgia Tech, um, which kind of sucks. But who who wants to go first? Me and Sam can go. Okay. Yeah, we'll get the non-competitive game out of the way. They're both going to be non-competitive. I don't know anymore. Let's, let's, not, let's not trip. Y'all are, y'all are flipping the script. Y'all look like a totally different team now. Bro. Yeah, but you do. If, if we had Zach Pyron, I could see us maybe scoring seven points. <laughs> we don't even have Zach Pyron. I can't score us. I can't see us scoring. Um, yeah, the, the quarterback situation is tough. I don't think I don't think it's gonna be I don't think it's gonna be like an absolute blowout just because the the respect that Kirby has for Brent Key anyway. Yeah, I was just about to say the exact same thing. Like Brent and Kirby, they played against each other. Their families, they've been on vacation together. Before. Yeah, um, like they just kind of got some respect for each other. So I could see, you know, Kirby doing exactly what happened against Tennessee. Um, They'll get up in the early in the first half and then just kind of shut it down. Because, like I said, we're we're not going to score any points, dude. Like, I I don't know how any more clear I can make it, but North Carolina's defense is very, very, very bad, especially against the run. And yeah, we were able to run the ball against them, but hell, it took us damn near every. We used, like I said, we used every down to pick up first downs. We were going to first, second, third down, and just grinding it out and against Georgia you're not gonna be able to do that shit so um I could see us picking up you know maybe three or four first downs in the game <laughs> and uh <laughs> you know other than that dude I really don't think it's gonna be worth much watching I, I think I mean I know I'm kind of taking over here but I think one of the issues on our defense even though we've been playing so well and what we did last week was ridiculous against a really good offense um is we don't cover the tight end all that well if you look at what we did last week we uh, bracketed downs and uh, basically said, you're going to have to beat us with the tight end. And there were a couple of plays where they were wide open and they, they tried. And against Georgia, uh, with their, you know, absolute stable tight ends, <laughs> that spells six almost every play. I mean, um, that's what's really concerning to me. I don't think we'll absolutely just get run over when in terms of Georgia running the ball. Um, also, don't think we'll just have wide open guys everywhere. I just think, um, the the opportunity for guys like Brock Bowers and Darnell and everything are just going to be they're going to have a field day if they want to. So that's kind of concerning on my end. Yeah, I was um, I was honestly shocked uh, just the way y'all's defense has been playing. That the the spread opened up to thirty five and a half. Like there's there's no way we. I don't think we hit that. I, I just think if y'all scored 36 points, you hit it. Like, I, I literally think that's why the spread is <laughs> because I don't know if we can score it. I don't know if we can get inside the 30 to even kick a field goal. I mean, maybe we have a busted coverage or, a, you know, bad run fit. We we bust one, you know. But you're praying for a, uh, a missed assignment or two in one play and the stars kind of got a line. I, I just really dig it. I don't think people realize how bad the quarterback situation is. Yeah. So, uh, Tyson is not going to throw the ball. He'll probably only see the field if we make it inside the 20-yard line. That's what we do now. When we get inside the 20, we just let him 
run the ball left and right. And to his credit, he, ran, he runs the ball hard, but uh, we tried to let him throw the ball, and he threw the only interception of the game. So, uh, I don't know, dude. I, I don't really know what to think. I just know it's probably not going to be great. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm expecting something like 30 to 6 or something. Um, Billy I mean, Grace is with the, with six points there. Well, I mean, I mean grab a couple I, I field goals. Does Kirby pull a Stanford or a Samford on on Tech right here? Yeah, I think I, I think he does. Just because I think it's the same respect thing. Like, I think he rocks with Brick Key. Yeah, he he does, and he rocks with Coach Hatcher because he gave him his first job ever, and um, so it's going to be about the same game. You know, um, I, I expect you to get some points though, because uh, hopefully they take um, they let a lot of the young guys play, and no one no one gets hurt, because um, that's one thing that would not go well if uh, some key guys got hurt in this game. So um, we'll see. I, I have one wish. I I don't. Oh, sorry, guys. I'm, I'm, Raising two dogs over here, but uh, uh, my only wish in his last game ever at Tech is that Charlie Thomas gets at least one good clean hit on Stetson. That's all I want—just one, <laughs> one good. Hit. I don't want him to get hurt. Do you, well, how do you I mean? How do you want to set it up? You want this to be like a blind side, or you just want him to come straight through his face, like? I, you know, yeah, just right up the middle, you know, on a free, yeah, a bus where he knows it's coming, yeah. That's it. That's I mean, the best, you know, honestly. George is gonna pound us 35-42 nothing, and we, you know, get our ass beat. But, <laughs> but Charlie's gonna get his one lift. He's one and out. I'll be okay. I mean, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, I don't know. you're not but, kidding. I, no, I, I do yeah. want to. Charlie Thomas <laughs> flips the playoff on his head. But, Rockington I mean, Vandergriff comes in for Georgia and throws nine picks against whoever number four is. I don't want him to get hurt. I, I'm, I'm not saying. Hey, if, I, I don't wish that on anybody, but I mean. But that's football. That's <laughs> uh, football. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like, you know, if Jeff was still here, I, I definitely could see Georgia trying to score 76 points. Oh, yeah. It would, but, if Jeff was still there, it'd be, it'd be a Vandy type. Yeah. It'd be like 55. Kirby would make it his mission to make sure he's the reason Collins gets fired. Yeah. Yeah. We we gave that pleasure to uh, Lane Kiffin. So. <laughs> I think he enjoyed it too. Yeah, I hope. I just hope that Brent Key, if y'all ride with him, um, I hope he can bring the rivalry back. I think because... that's kind of one of the things Kirby is looking forward to, right? Like, yeah, because I mean, Kirby wants to beat the hell out of everybody, but I think he values that game a lot. Like, if you listen to what he said, I think he values it. A lot because when he played, obviously it was a lot different. Yeah, and even when we were shit ten years ago. I mean, that game at the end of the year was like a really good game, dude. In two thousand nine, y'all upset us in yeah. our place. I watched that video. <laughs> yeah. I was absolutely wild to think that was an upset for y'all. Yeah, I mean, so. it's good. I, I I hope it gets back to that level. I mean, I, I think a lot of teams hope that because we've just not been competitive for a lot of teams recently. So, I think that could be said for a lot. I, I mean, Clemson as well. Like, Clemson used to be a really fun game. 
you know, we won a lot fun. of good, we won a lot of good games against Clemson, but we've not been really competitive to them ever since, you know, I don't know, Paul's last one or two years. So I guess we were competitive two years ago. I, I digress. Whatever. Yeah. I mean well, last I year y'all should have beat us. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I, well, I mean we were straight doo doo, but yeah. So that's not saying much. But yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think we could definitely get back to the point that like uh Brent is very much he's at least gonna have us like a hard nosed football team, I think. I think that's one of the things that Brent's gonna try to bring. So I could definitely see us getting back to the point where we're just a tough game, right? Not saying we're a dominant force that's gonna beat you, you know, three out of five games, but at least, you know, it's a really competitive game and it's a game that you will do. Yeah. I mean, that's all that matters. If you do that, you can recruit off of it. Because yeah. you're basically just telling every recruit, all right, dude, we're, we're you away. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I hope we rock with him, to be honest. I, I'd much rather do too. that over I a do too. Chad Will. I'm, I'm riding why, with why take Why take right a now. shot with – why take a shot with, like, a Jamie Chadwell when you can just keep your own guy? Because he, people – He are, loves yeah, – he loves tech. Here, but... And he's winning games. Yeah, he's yeah, so he shouldn't be winning. Yeah, big games. He 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 has two top twenty five matchup or top twenty five wins already. Now, granted, is Pitt probably a top twenty five team? No, but at the time they were, and we slipped, kind of beat their ass. We let them come back at the end of the game, and then North Carolina, they're one of the most like high powered offenses according to what Drake May's been do- Drake Drake May's been doing, and we gave up no points in the second half and. 80% of their offense came from 10 plays in the entire game. 80%. Oh. I yeah. mean. You mean dumb not to keep them. Yeah. I, I just I, – I don't want to take the ch- – I know we're – this is not the topic, but I think it's kind of a good thing to talk about for a little bit. But, like, with a guy like Jamie Chadwell, has he drawn interest? Yeah. But, I mean, shit, he's had, what, three years in a row really good football at Coastal? And – He's yet to find a fit. If nobody else has been a fit for him, what makes us a perfect fit? And for I also two, think you, you literally just came out of a situation where you had a, a group of five head coach that was fairly successful for, you know, a short period of time. And the other thing that really bothers me about Chadwell is that the offense is one of those things where if you if you have the players, you can, you can be competitive. I think in Power Five, you could run that offense. But if you don't have Grayson McCall, if you don't have somebody – at quarterback that is super sharp, you're you're not gonna be able to do it. Like you it's couldn't like, put you couldn't put Jeff Sims in that. You think oh he's athletic, like he can run the RPOs. Yeah, if he could execute it, it'd be hell on wheels. But that's the thing, he can't. That's how he, uh, he, Gus Malzahn uh, DJ was. DJ Uliungala, he would be he would be a brick in that offense. <laughs> I think someone like Zach Pyron would be good in that offense. But at the same time, do you <clears throat> are you gonna be able to recruit at a level where kids want to come play in that? I mean, you got to get into the same situation of that's not really uh, – it doesn't translate well into the pros. And, like, people – there's tons of negative no. recruiting. There's tons of negative recruiting you can do against it. So, it's kind of like we're back into a situation of where we're taking lesser athletes to be competitive in this special system that we have to be competitive. And it's like, you know, why are we getting- – Well, I don't – I mean, I don't think it's, it's, it's as handcuffed as the option, obviously. And I don't necessarily oh, think you wow. couldn't recruit off of it. Because again, if you have a quarterback, I mean, they throw the ball a good bit. So, but like you said, it's not going to translate to pro, pro ball. And 
I think the biggest thing is that it's just, it's just like you're trying to fix something that's not broken. Like Brent Key, the, these motherfuckers are playing. Dude, that's exactly. Dude, that's, and that's the main thing to me. They for, want to play. For, for like Jamie Chadwell, like, I don't know. I'm big on getting a coach that wants to be your coach. Like Jamie Chadwell could very well yeah. just oh, use yeah. that job as a springboard for something else if he does well or something. But Brent Key, like, that's where that's where he wants to be. That's where he wants to coach. And, like, it's his dream job. So, I think guys like that get the best out of the team. I mean, you know, you look at guys like Kirby Smart and stuff like that. I think the most frustrating – there's two things, like a couple points here. Like you said, Sam, the kids want to play. Like we have been dog shit for a while. Their head coach got fired, and the the fact that he has these kids wanting to play for him, and then they're on Twitter, like make this guy the head coach. Like everyone I was posting pictures with him, like they obviously want to play for the guy. And then two, the difference in coaching and discipline that you've seen immediately from when he yeah, took the penalties over. almost now. just went away yeah and and stupid things just go away block punts go away we started making field goals we, we stopped getting field goals then. i mean we stopped just doing completely dumb shit it's like okay the guys that we've shown me he can coach like he's yeah. they're, they're actually coaching and then on top of that the defense goes from being just an absolute free open gate for any confident offense that can throw the ball down the field to now you gave up 17 points to what some people were considering a Heisman contender with Josh Downs and, uh, or with Drake May. And then he has Josh Downs on the field with him. And then you give up no points in the second half and you beat a team like North Carolina. It's like, okay, well, we schemed pretty well. We came up with a good game plan. We executed it. Also kind of tough to do. So for one, he's showing you he can win games at this level. He wants to be here and that he's actually coaching. So I really don't know. I mean, I think it saves the money. I think it saves the school money. Um, he has a plan apparently of what he wants to do recruiting rise, what he wants to do NIL wise, who he wants to hire. Like he doesn't want to keep Chip long, even though they're best friends. Like he, he knows this is his opportunity. He has to make most of it. He's not going to keep a guy just because they're friends. He's going to go hire who he wants to hire. If he can get yeah. yeah. So um, people, and the last point that really pisses me off about tech fans is they're like, uh, well, we lost to Virginia and Miami. Yeah, dude, we fucking lost to Virginia, Miami. He wasn't able to keep the guy. Like, he's not able to keep the guys way up here. There's going to be fucking ebbs and flows, and there's going to be games where you don't come out and play well, or you maybe you weren't prepared well. But for what the kids are going through, the fact that he is able to get them up here from where they were down here says <laughs> a lot. So you're, you're asking kids that have been in a shit situation to go out there and be consistent week in and week out. When you're dealing with a lot of injuries, you're dealing with a shitty quarterback situation, and your only argument is that, well, he lost two games he shouldn't have lost two. Yeah, he's also won three games he shouldn't have. Well, I think the fact that, that you lose – like, you lose a you lose to Virginia in a game that you just – the whole time you just feel like we're a play away from winning this game. Yeah. yeah. You, lose, you lose one like that, and it's awful. And then the next week, I mean, you get yourself up off the floor and you go beat Virginia Tech on the last second. Right. Then you then you lose Miami. Miami kind of drags you after, and that's a winnable game. You're thinking, well, and you're like, okay, yeah. well, now we're done. And then and then you come back the next week and you go beat the hell out of a really good team. I mean, even that's, the Miami that's game that's more was, important than the losses. It was fourteen. It's how you perform the, the next week. Yeah. Right. Right. It was fourteen seven in the fourth quarter when Zach Byron goes out. You were driving down the score. And he goes out. You put in a kid and he turns the ball over three times. Yeah, it looks like you got your ass beat. But another game we very well could have won. It's not like we absolutely got drunk. So, yeah. I mean, it's just so frustrating because people 
they want the, the flashiest thing ever. Like that's I, people that don't know football and they don't know, they, they know a name that they've heard on ESPN and that's who they want. And if they don't get that, they, they say you're settling. And I really don't feel like we're settling. I really feel like it, given the right circumstance, um, Brent, Brent could easily turn you into a seven, eight win team, especially in a shitty ass ACC conference. So like I said, and that would take up that's more fair. time than, than we wanted to on that, but that's where I kind of stand with it. Yeah. Well, Sam, you want to get into getting our game? I see you have some points, Absolutely. so we so you can just you can Absolutely. hit those points and we'll bounce off that. Yeah, I have I have three keys to the game. Obviously, we talked about what Tennessee did not do schematically on defense. Um, <clears throat> but the main thing is what they didn't do just in terms of I mean, aggression, like the South Carolina's offensive line and pass blocking has been okay. Run blocking has been okay, but I wouldn't say any, any facet of the offensive line scares you. And for a front like no. Clemson, the way we played the last two weeks, I mean, after, after getting our teeth kicked in, we've, we've kind of turned a corner. Um, obviously having Barrett Carter and, and Trent Simpson flip, yeah, Trent Simpson back at Sam, so he's more of an edge rusher, kind of play in space, just go kill somebody kind of guy again. That's big. I mean, he came into the last game with a half a tackles per loss in the season. He had no sacks. Last game he had two sacks coming off the edge. So we're a different defense with him, and I think you have to pressure Adler. You have to take the fight to them. Because if you let the guy sit in the pocket and with all that confidence he's playing with right now, I mean, and, and South Carolina's got some good receivers. I mean, when you look at Brooks, Juice Wells, I mean, Juju McDowell is a, is a is a really good piece. Obviously, Jaheim Bell is a fucking chess piece. Like, you got some dudes, and you can't let Rattler sit back there. Because um, if if you do, I mean, you see what the result is. The guy can make throws. Yeah. Um, especially Tennessee throwing the ball outside the numbers. Obviously, Tennessee didn't have much edge contained, so you were able to run sweeps and all that kind of stuff, open up the middle of the field. Um <clears throat> So I think you just have to – you just have to – because, again, Rattler has been more prone to mistakes when he's trying to make throws outside the pocket or off-platform or, you know, when there's pressure in his face. And I think that's that's got to be the the main thing. Like I said, we've had nine sacks the last two games just because we've been more of like, screw it. Like, let's just let's just come after him. And that's, and that's been the whole Clemson mentality for years defensively. And not that we got away from it. I mean, we still had a lot of tackles for loss – you know, the first seven, eight games of the year. But um, there's been a, a bit of a different play calling, more aggressive lately. Uh, and I think that's got to continue because, again, when you're playing at home, obviously you're going to have the crowd behind you. Like, that's when your defense can really shine, especially if you if you can get the quarterback on the ground early. Yeah, yeah. Um I agree. You know, I agree. Uh, the offensive line played lights out against Tennessee, and that's not that's not the norm. Uh, that's not something you can expect, expect week to week. Um, but also, you know, Rattler throwing for 430 yards and six touchdowns isn't going to happen again. Um, so I think, yeah, I mean, getting pressure and uh, I don't know. We're going to have to somehow – because a lot of the plays that we scored on uh, – this past weekend were pretty long developing plays and, and run those because rather had so much time and, 
And I don't, I just don't really see that against Clemson. So it's going to definitely going to shake up. I hope, I mean, you would think, you would think it shakes up the play calling a little bit, but knowing our offensive coordinator is probably going to just be the same play calling and he just gets sacked six times, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think you have to assume what the, but the thing that kills me is that the, the game plan against Tennessee was very straightforward. Again, we're going to attack the edges. We're going to throw simple. outside the it numbers. Was very simple. And it was, I mean, you're attacking their weaknesses. Obviously, for Clemson, I mean, at the second level, I don't think our linebackers are all that spectacular in coverage. So, Jaheim Bell is going to be a problem. I can't think of the other, the not Stogner, but the other tight end that was playing a lot last week. Had a pretty good game. Uh, Nate Atkins. Uh, Clark, maybe. Nate yeah, Atkins. That's it. Yeah. He's a I think, absolute I think a guy like that is – we put as him we'll, big as he is, dude. Yeah, we'll put him in the backfield for like obvious pass plays and and have him pass block, so that <clears> you don't have to have you know Jaheim Bell back there or have a running back back there. That could be right. kind of the slot and running routes. Uh, so it gives you another option, and he's got some hands. He's like a small offensive lineman with hands. He's a player. Yeah, I, I I honestly I hadn't seen him all year until I watched the Tennessee game, and it I mean I was kind of impressed. He I, I don't know who uh. Number five, and then McCullough for Tennessee, the other actual good safety. He put both those boys in a coffin multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of them on the sideline, he, I mean, both of them went into rigor mortis. Yeah. They I hit mean, him and just like, yeah. He was, he was a really late, he was, I think, the final acquisition out of the transfer portal. And he's our offensive line coach's son. So everyone was like, uh, it's just kind of a, you know, whatever, kind of almost a pity scholarship. Yeah, a little daddy ball action. But he's been, Little Clemson ball action. He's been really, really good for the team. But, he's sort of like – Yeah, I think – Sort of like a fullback, <clears throat> sort of like a Patrick DeMarco from back in the day or, or Adam Prentice more recently in 2020. I I, I just will – I will always have value in that kind of player, though. Yeah. Again, when you put him on the field personnel-wise, if you can catch passes and halfway run routes, if you can block, I mean, you really don't know what to do with that guy. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, again, got if you him, want to tackle him, you better, times. I mean, you better bring a friend to tackle him. That's for yeah. damn sure. Yeah. It's just one if you got dogs around him, he's just one of those guys <laughs> that you can't do much, and you just hope he doesn't snap. Like you can't, because if you have dogs on the outside, you got to focus on them. You can't focus on him. Yep. You know? Yeah. Right. Some, somebody gets lost in the shuffle. Yep. Absolutely. Um, the next key to the game I have is is winning the turnover margin. Um, yeah, it's been really bad teams. lately. So in the first seven games, we were plus six. Uh, we only had five turnovers, and um, I mean, quite frankly, one of those was a was a block punt, and one of them was a muff punt. So offensively, we only had three turnovers in seven games. Uh, we won or tied the turnover margin in each of those games. The last four were minus seven. We got twelve turnovers. Uh, I mean, we've we've lost turnover margin in every single game. We've had at least two turnovers in the last four games. Um, and, again, that's obviously not sustainable. So that's got to get cleaned up because eventually somebody's going to turn around and slap you in the face when you just keep giving them chances. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a big thing for South Carolina. I mean, I said the Tennessee win was nice because it wasn't dependent on turnovers, but I think this is a game that uh, uh, could be d- dependent on turnovers, and DJs has – been turning the ball over here a little bit lately. Um, he played a solid game last week, but it's just you know, um, if you get a turnover, you gotta you gotta take advantage of it. 
I don't know if the offense is going to be able to, which sounds crazy coming off a nine touchdown performance. But I think, you know, Occam's razor, it's, it's the more simple or more likely option that the offense is uh, more like they are the Florida game than the Tennessee game in reality. Yeah. But I also think, you know, when we have turned the ball over, obviously Syracuse, they had the, they had the 90 yard fumble recovery. You know, there was a pick six in the Notre Dame game. Notre Dame's other pick was on the 10 yard line. Miami had a, had a strip sack. They returned to the 10 yard line. So we didn't give up any points off of three turnovers against Louisville, but there's also been turnovers that have just either given the, the defense points or have set the other team's offense up very well. So that's, that's really what concerns me is turnovers and then, you know, on your own side of the 50 because I mean, that's, that's when you can really screw yourself over. But again, yeah. like you said, if, if the offense is, is able to move the ball consistently, that's when turnovers really become scary. Cause it's one thing when you turn the ball over to Miami, who can't do shit. Yeah. I mean, also, also on the flip side, and I don't South, think that's going to be the case this week. South Carolina <clears throat> has no room to even think about turning the ball over. You know, we can't fumble. Spencer Rattler can't, he can't make a bad decision. This is not a game where you can get away with making a bad decision and throwing a pick. So, um, turnover margin is is going to be huge. Yeah. And then the last one I got is just just run the ball. I mean, South Carolina is yeah. averaging giving up 188 yards a game. Obviously, that number is kind of skewed because there's been some games where you're, you know, you're around 120, 130, which is very manageable. You can – you're not going to lose a lot of games I mean, just off giving up 500 yards against us. Yeah, but then you have some of the big ones. Florida ran for a good bit. Mizzou had a good game. Yeah. Um, trying to think who else. Somebody Even else ran Vandy, for a bunch Vandy, of yards. Maybe it was Vandy had a pretty good game against us on the ground. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. this is the ninth worst rushing defense in terms of yards per game um, amongst Power Five teams. So, you know, when when the matchup has been there, we've shown the ability to run the ball. But I do think South Carolina's front. They're big. Um, so you're not going to – I don't think this is a move the line of scrimmage type of situation like it was against Syracuse with them being so undersized. But I do think it's one of those things where the last two games we've been really intentional about running DJ, doing it early, keeping him involved with runs, where if he's not pulled in on RPOs, we're going to call quarterback powers of draws. Like, we're going to make him run the ball because it, it helps our offense. It helps him. Yeah. Um, and I think you have to – you have to continue to do that because, like I was talking about against Miami, the running backs didn't have a great day, but DJ did. So you kind of supplement based on what the defense keys on. And I think coming off a big running game as a quarterback, South Carolina is very acutely focused on the fact that we can't let the slow MF get outside of us and just start picking up first downs. Because yeah. when they do that, now they've got all this accessory play action. And like yeah. I said, we were very creative last week. So yeah. that's got to be option number one, obviously, for South Carolinas to – control the box and maybe even maybe because I think Emin Worry is probably going to do what James Williams did last week. If I'm if I'm Clayton White, that's what I'm doing. I'm looking at that, seeing how they keyed on him and I'm taking my chances with DJ versus letting Shipley or Moffa get out there and hurt me. Yeah. I mean so the tough the I'm tough walking Emin Worry into the box, letting him have 15 tackles <laughs> and just making DJ beat you with his arm. Yeah. I mean the tough thing with that is is you don't want because like you said in a – I forget which week it was, but it's it's on – it was some week on the podcast. But you said, you know, DJ plays his best game when he kind of gets out there and, and runs for a little bit and then he kind of settles into the game. You know, I've heard a lot of players say you're not really settled into the game until you take that first hit. Um, yeah. So you, you don't really want to get him 
kind of hot in the run game and then let him start, you know, throwing the ball downfield with some accuracy like he's shown to be able to do. Uh, but also, Will Shipley is the guy that beat you last year. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I think you take a similar approach like you did to Tennessee. I mean, I mean, like I said earlier, we had Cam Smith shadowing Jalen Hyatt. I don't think we need to shadow anybody necessarily. Uh, I trust our corners a lot. They're all, you know, good players. Well, Cam Smith, will be, he's, he'll, he'll be in the nickel. So, I mean, Antonio Williams is by far our most dynamic guy. Yeah, I mean, I think, he's the you, one that... I think you do probably keep – because he hadn't been playing nickel. Uh, we kind of moved him there for that game and told him to shadow, uh, you know, just shadow Jalen Hyatt. But I think, I mean – I don't mind keeping keeping him there for Antonio Williams. Um, but and then you just stack the box. You kind of just go good on good on the outside. Hope you don't get beat. I mean, you you might get beat here and there, but uh the way Clemson wins this game is is running the ball on you, to be fair. So Yeah. And I also think we've so we've been really good on opening drives of out of eleven games, we scored eight times. Five of them have been touchdowns. And I think the main thing that's kind of interesting is that on our opening drives, they're always 11, 12, 13 plays, just like marching down the field. Yeah. Because we don't have a whole lot of home run right now. Yeah. Early in the season, we were able to hit some big plays, off play action and stuff. But we kind of lost that, obviously, once we got in a rut for a couple games. And now that we're starting to play a little bit better, I have to imagine we're going to take more shots. Because, again, I think I think Carolina's going to have to load the box. Exactly, yeah, for sure. So, it's gonna it's gonna have to come down to our receivers making some 50-50 catches like they did first half of the season. Yeah. Cause like you said, I think you go good on good on the outside. And for Carolina, the secondary hasn't really been the issue coverage wise. Yeah. I, think I mean, obviously well, there's our corners are, in there, but I think our corners are the best part of our defense by far. I think you just you just because again, I mean, are you scared of Joe and Goddard running by you? No. Well, also there's nothing I mean, there's nothing to lose if they hit a big play. Like what is I mean you're not supposed to win this game. It's it's just like again, like just drop your nuts, you know, just go out there yeah. and, and and press them, and it might not work. Maybe you get beat, but at least you you gave it a shot and were aggressive about it. Um, but I also, also think on, because of go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was I was gonna move to the other side and, and say, you know, Marshawn Lloyd. Um, we don't know if he's gonna be back yet. Uh, we don't know if CBS okay. is gonna well, be that back. That was my next either. question. Um. I mean, he, apparently he went into Beamer's office on Sunday morning and said, I'm playing this week. I don't care if I'm hurt. Um, so, I mean, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, that that definitely adds a, another kind of dynamic to your offense because, um, I mean, the the 17 or whatever carries Jaheim Bell got last week kind of just – you kind of just give those to Marshawn. I mean, I think Jaheim Bell's earned some carries, but kind of in more gadget situations. So, having Marshawn Lloyd back – uh, would definitely be big, but we just, you know, establishing the run game is is huge. And it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Like last week against Tennessee, we didn't run crazy on it, but just having that option there and being able to kind of get a few yards on first down and get and kind of set up those play action shots or just, you know, straight drop back shots is, is important. Well, like you're talking about the gadget plays with Jaheim Bell, I think you have to keep carry on joining out there. Absolutely. I know that sometimes you come out there and you're like, okay, let's just obviously just we're triggering run right here. And a lot of times it'll be sweeps or or you know, powers off the fake sweep. Hey, this is so where there's you not get, a whole lot of kind of a fake fake run, maybe like a I don't know. I've been imagining, you know, that little it's kind of um it's a little read option with kind of the guy on the sweep and then to carry on just takes it straight up the middle. I've been kind of waiting for oh, yeah. a little jump, a little jump pass there. I think we get it this week. I'm going to be honest with you because watching that play and how successful you were getting to the edge with Juju and even um, 
I mean, even Juice Wells, I think, was the sweet man on one of them. Yeah, and Maureen Brown. So, Maureen Brown, that was it for the yeah. big one. Yeah. Um, I think if you if you start showing that kind of stuff, because again, anytime somebody motions, your gap changes, and when you start doing that, like you said, now it becomes all I got to do is if the edge guy pulls off, there's going to be an open hole. Because yeah. again, we've had issues in run fits. Trotter has been going crazy the last couple of weeks, but I mean. I think if you attack the edges again, because, I mean, our defensive ends are good, but they're not that athletic necessarily. Yeah. We don't have, like, we don't have a Will Anderson out there, so. But, yeah, I mean, it's not a great game for South Carolina. I mean, you got to go to Death Valley where – Clemson doesn't lose, haven't lost in the past 40 games. Um, it's a noon game, which South Carolina can't play when the sun's out uh, against a team that wants to run the ball on you, which we saw what, you know, a team like Florida who also runs the ball uh, can do to you. So it's tough. It's going to be a tough one. I mean, it's just – I think for South Carolina it's about finding the place where the offense sits somewhere between the 63 against uh, Tennessee and the – the, you know, only your punter throwing a touchdown against Florida. Um, I think that's kind of where the real offense lies, but what is that and, and is it enough? I mean, if you can have half the output you had against Tennessee, it's you make the game really interesting. Oh, 100%. And I think the main thing is really just the first the first quarter, honestly, because as yeah. a road team, you have to you have you have to come out swinging. Oh yeah, and I think again for us, like I was saying against Miami, when our first two drives were, I mean, surgical, really. So when you're down fourteen nothing on the road against a team that is favored by a couple touchdowns, like it's it's tough to overcome that. So I, and again, I think obviously the the matchups defensively, if you can hold your own in, in the box and add a number there and force DJ to beat you with his own with it, like throwing the ball downfield, I think Carolina takes that. It's just about the you offense do. moving the ball and not not keeping the defense on the field. Just you know, to, I mean, to a point. I, yeah, where you I mean, can't get going. Yeah, I think it's to the point where, like, if I if if the South Carolina fan base just watches Clemson beat us on the ground with the with the run game, they're gonna rip their hair out. I think everybody would rather just be like, oh well, you know, we got burnt in the secondary a little bit. Drop your nuts. Yeah. And the good thing is, well, not good, but for y'all, obviously our left guard, Marcus Tate, um, he tore his patella tendon last week. So Ooh. last two weeks we've, uh, you know, we had Walker Parks out for a little little stinger situation apparently. Mitchell Mays came in and played right guard, and obviously he's going to have to play left guard. So there is a weak point on the line. Um, and we had some plays last week against Miami where we just did not block. Um, so – it's. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I. I don't. I don't think the spread is indicative of how close the game will be. That's my honest opinion. I think. I, I mean, think Carolina I, I think, has a lot more playmakers than a year ago. Um. I mean, yeah. and they obviously have a quarterback, and that's. That's. I mean, again, if Rattler comes out here and throws three picks, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. if he plays decent, I mean, and you can keep some of the gadget stuff on offense, I. I just don't see this being a two touchdown game. I really, really? don't. I think I think the spread's pretty fair, if I'm being honest. I mean, just well, – I mean, like, yeah, I think it's fair. I mean, but... obviously the thing, like, 
obviously we scored a, a million points last week against Tennessee, and that's great. But, I mean, like I said, it's more likely that you go out there and score zero rather than score put up 50 points against Clemson. So, um, got to score at least one touchdown. Haven't scored on Clemson in two in the past two games. Hasn't scored a touchdown on Clemson in the past two games. Um, and just, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully it doesn't rain on us. Yeah. Can we talk about how, like, how shitty scheduling it is for this weekend? All the good games are at noon. Yeah, I know. Or all the games I'd, I'd be interested in watching are at noon. Yeah, Michigan, Ohio State's also at noon. Y'all's games at noon. Is at noon. Florida, Florida State plays Friday. The Egg Bowl is tonight. Yeah. Saturday night, what's on? Nothing. Tennessee and Bandy. Penn State. And that's what pisses me State. off. This is – I mean, we had a nooner at Syracuse. So obviously, I wasn't able to go to that one. So, it's like this is the one time I could come back and watch the whole 7 o'clock slate, 7.30, 8 o'clock slate. And we got nothing but – doo-doo butt <laughs> like we just pissed down our leg scheduling and i get Wait. it you know like michigan and ohio state is always a noon game the big team yeah. doesn't play night game in november i get that i understand it but you couldn't give me you couldn't give me i mean carolina and clemson couldn't have been the night game i mean well okay. jacob y'all might have wanted to be a night game yeah i wanted the I would, night game i would love I'll be to be completely night honest game. I mean, we got the Iron Bowl, but is, is that a seven thirty or is that a three thirty game? It's a three thirty game, and that's not even that's, that's not, not even fun. That's not even like a good game. <laughs> I mean, but here's know. the thing: I, I think honestly, I think I, I think I might watch Vandy versus Tennessee before I watch that. I'll, I'll I mean, LSU is going to slap Texas A and M. Michigan State hopefully loses to Penn State because they're one of the teams that could take one of the last bowl spots. So I want Penn State to win. Um, Notre Dame, and Oregon, and Oregon State are both. Winning. Got Notre Dame and USC, which is going to be a fucking good one. And fucking Oklahoma and Oklahoma State already played. They swapped it. They played. I hate that. I absolutely hated that. Yeah. Well, and that's what and that's what happened with TCU and Baylor. Aren't they like each other's yep. main yeah. rival? Yep. They played last week. That's so yep. stupid. Get it together, Big Twelve. Do better. Group of six. Don't Group ridiculous. of seven. <laughs> Group of nine. Actually, that's SEC's only real conference. Apparently. I agree. It's a little drunk this year, but I agree. <laughs> College football is drunk. It is. I love um, that shit. Yeah, it's it's kind of dope. But I guess we can slide on into the picks. Yeah. Should we right. should we give score score predictions? Yeah, I mean, I'll go ahead and throw one at you. I'm thinking this is like a like a 31-21 kind of game. I was I was right around there, something like <clears throat> 34 20 like right on right on that spread somewhere i think i think 14 is right i mean it's fair yeah i mean if it's a home game at night maybe maybe that spread goes down a little bit in my mind but what was the spread last year do you remember i feel like it was pretty tight I don't know. I mean, we. I don't know. Last year was just was hazy. Or is that for from me. memory? <laughs> I mean, it was but a good year, but also better. I don't remember much of it either. Much yeah. of the first quarter, at least, I don't remember any of that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway, it was, dude, it was just a weird game. It was like twenty three. I feel like it was twenty three to zero the entire game. Then y'all scored late and made it thirty, and we just didn't do anything. We'd be doing that sometimes. Um, but yeah, we can move into the picks. Actually, you have to give your. Oh, you, you already. I'm fucking. I'm crazy right now. Let's just go to the picks. Edit that out. <laughs> All right, here we go. So first and up, Egg Bowl tonight. Ole Miss at home, two and a half point favorite. I feel like I have to take them. I don't yeah. want to, but I'm I'm doing it anyway. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I, I'm, I'm going to take Ole Miss. Uh, I think I'm going to take Ole Miss here. There's this weird feeling in my stomach, though, that with all, like, the Lane Kiffin and Auburn stuff and just, like, I don't know. Uh, yes. I could see them falling falling flat, but. That's why I don't I want to do it, but I also know that. I just don't know. Yeah. Anyways, Divini has Ole Miss as well. Uh, next one up, we're into the Friday games now. Um, we got Tulane and Cincy, um, both ranked. Cincinnati at home, two-point favorite. I picked I picked against Cincinnati once and I lost, and I picked Tulane once and I lost. So that tells me I'm not picking against Cincinnati and I'm not picking Tulane. So yeah, give me the Bearcats. This one was also kind of a tough one, um, but I think I'm just going to go flavor here. I'm just going to go with Cincy. Yeah, I'm also believe Vegas. I'm also going Cincy. I feel like I haven't lost a, a game when I pick Cincy. I don't think I have. I either. think this is the third time we picked a game of theirs. Actually, actually, the UC, I take that back, the UCF game. Uh, yeah, I picked UCF. I picked Cincinnati and they lost. But, I, oh, well, it doesn't matter. I'm picking Cincinnati. <laughs> Vinny has Tulane here, which I don't I don't hate that pick. I'll be honest with you. Um, I mean, they're both nine and two. So, let's see. We got NC State and uh, UNC. Um, it's in Chapel Hill. Six and a half home favorite here. So, really, here's my concern. NC State, we don't know the status of MJ Morris. If Jack Chambers plays, they're going to get slaughtered, period. I also think UNC has something to prove. Um, it'll be Mac Brown's 100th win as the UNC head coach, and I think he gets it. I just – because, again, if MJ Morris plays, I might pick NC State, but they've just been a house of horrors lately. So, give me yeah. the tar holes. Yeah, I feel like uh, UNC needs some momentum going into the championship weekend if they want a chance at Clemson. So they kind of this is kind of one of those games they need to go out there and put a lot of points up, like they typically do, especially after we uh, beat them last week. So I'll take the target on the balance that. Yeah, I'm I'm going UNC here too. They got something to prove, and NC State's kind of kind of backsliding a little bit. Yeah, Davini's also got UNC here, so. Clean sweep there. The next one, Ohio State and Michigan. This is a seven and a half point uh, spread in favor of the the buttholes. And I just, I just want to see them lose so bad. And I think Michigan has a path to win, but they don't throw the ball that well. And I'm not all that convinced of Ohio State's offense either. But I just think Ohio State's better. Like this is one of those games coming off a loss in it last year, where Ohio State beats them like fifty-six to twenty-four. Like, I just, I don't know. I'm picking Ohio State, but just know that I don't like it. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. 
feel like Michigan kind of get can kind of come out there and control the game a little bit with their running game, but I just think their inability to pass the ball just kind of kind of leaves them handcuffed a little bit against a team like Ohio State where they can potentially put up some points real quick. So I reluctantly take the Buckeyes as well. I'm going Michigan. Okay. Let's go, baby. This might Dad, this is for you. This might be might be a bad pick. Um I don't know. I'm really hoping that Blake Quorum isn't limited. because uh, that would be that would be pretty bad because I mean he is a lot of their offense. He has fifteen hundred yards on the ground. He has their offense. Um well they've got, yeah, they've got I mean, um, 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 um hold on. I'm looking. Donovan Edwards. They're both Edwards. they're both a little banged up. Um, but hey, they're both you know, kind of far though. Yeah, they are. JJ McCarthy. I mean, you know, they don't throw the ball very well, but he's definitely a, a dynamic guy back there. He's really fast and I mean, athlete. He he can throw the ball. Um, even if they don't do do it super well, I don't know. I mean, it's a rivalry game. You never know. Michigan won last year. Um, I'm not. I'm never sold on Ohio State. If I'm being honest, so. Yeah, but then being at the shoe also, I don't know. Anyways, moving on. Clemson, Carolina, 14.5-point favorite at home. I'm taking Clemson. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, give me Clemson. I got, I like what Carolina did last week. But uh, I kind of feel like it was one of those games where you go out there and just beat someone's ass real quick and – you know, yeah, he's calling it a fluke, Jacob. Yeah. How do you? That? I, I I'm not calling it a fluke. I just, I it's really tough to do on the road like that, especially at Clemson. So. Yeah, no, I, I mean I agree. Um, I'm not gonna pick Clemson, even though that's the right pick. Um, I'm riding with my squad. Uh, with exactly. zero with with zero confidence, by the way. Hey, but, you could slick, you could slick make up this this uh seven point deficit. But you got to do what you got to do. You know, yeah. I mean, the offense is somewhere between scoring zero points and scoring sixty two points. Um, I don't, I don't really know what that means. All. I don't, I don't really know what that means, but I'll, I'll give it a shot. Have you ever been to Clemson before? Have you ever been to a game there? Uh, no, I've never been to a game. That's hype. It'll be. I think it'll be interesting. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna go. Well, that's not an option. I mean, it's four hours to get there, and then four. Yeah, I mean, it's, leave it's eight. Five. It's eight hours of driving for to watch us get handled in Death Valley. Well, you've already you got were, the tickets. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let's think about this. You drove four hours last weekend with the premise that you were thinking you were going to get handled. But we we had we stayed in a hotel for the game. Oh. Still you can stay in a hotel at Clemson. Yeah, you can stay at a hotel at Clemson. I got family in town, man. I can't be I can't be away that long. I don't know. We'll see. Me and Matt still have to decide, but we'll see. Anyways, moving on. Do y'all have tickets to the game? Yeah. This is almost a no-brainer at this point. Yeah, I mean, there's we're locked in, dog. There's a little bit of brain involved, but we'll see. We'll see. Let's move to the yeah. next game. Anyways, we digress. Louisville and Kentucky, this is an interesting one. Kentucky is a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. And if you think I'm picking Kentucky, you better pass that thing to the left-hand side because I'm just, I'm not doing it. Um, obviously, Louisville without um, 
Malik Cunningham is a little bit concerning. Don't know if he's going to he, play. Is uh, so we don't know if he's out or not. Well, they're not there. He's 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 going to play. That's what I'm hearing. He's going to play, but obviously, is it going to be the Malik Cunningham that played the first half against Clemson that's banged up? Most likely. So, any with that said though, I'm taking Louisville. ACC needs this one bad. Yeah, because like if, if one of your if a top twenty five team that's like supposedly one of your like third, fourth, fifth best teams gets beat by Kentucky, they shouldn't be in the top twenty five. Right. Well, I agree, they shouldn't be. Y'all deserve that. <laughs> we're just gonna be. We're just a one week wonder. We got ranked again at number twenty five, and then lost it the next week, like we did earlier in the season. I mean, if you really look at it, there's a good path for the ACC to have a good rivalry weekend if Florida, Florida State, Florida and Florida State tomorrow night, Clemson, South Carolina, and potentially Louisville, Kentucky. That's true. So I, I'm. I think Florida State's gonna snap them, boys. I, I really do. Yeah, I, I agree. Too. I agree. I do too. So I, I, I'm gonna take Louisville just for that reason. Tag ACC. On that, ACC. There's, there's, some, there's, for some reason, there's a part of me that wants to pick Kentucky, and I'm like, oh, because they're at home. But then, you know, they lost to Vandy at home. Have um, you watched them play though? Yeah, I have. <laughs> That's the part that I don't like about Kentucky. How, <laughs> how is Louisville's run defense? Not bad. Um, well, so here's the thing: they're very aggressive on defense, um, and they have this like three-three-five stack. And their linebackers are super active. I wouldn't say they're a great run run defending team, but I also think when you know it's coming and you've had a week to prepare, that that does a lot for you. And, and they, they got some dogs at linebacker. So I think Rodriguez is going to get his for sure. But I don't – I hope Louisville doesn't just get completely creamed by – That gummit, dude. Run block. I'm, trying to, I'm really trying to convince myself to take Louisville. But I'm – Don't I'm, do it. I'm taking Kentucky. I'm yeah, taking I mean, Kentucky. Go with your heart. I don't know why, because I know Kentucky's not good. But I've made whatever. several picks this year where I know they're going to lose, but I just, <laughs> I just can't shake the feeling that this is the right pick. That's how. That's I just how like that's I feel. Just did. That's just how I feel right now. Well, Davini's got Louisville too, so you're. I mean, dude, you're just you're going crazy right now. I'm about to lose my second place. No, no, no. You're seven points down. This. You're seven points down. In our current pick sheet, there's a six-point difference in what we got. <laughs> I'm going to need to have a perfect week with a lot of upsets. Well, I guess Kentucky's not an upset, but. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Anyways, moving on, Oregon and Oregon State, a little Apple Cup action. Or is this a civil war? Apple Cup is Washington Washington State. This yeah. is the civil war, which I don't like the name of that. That's that's insensitive. But anyway. <laughs> Oregon's a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Obviously, Bo Nix banged up, but Oregon is the better team here. So, give me the Ducks. Yeah, give me the Ducks. Yeah, give me give me Bo Nix and, and the Ducks here. Bo Nix is kind of a good Divini, Yeah, Divini in typical fashion, going with some beaver. He took the South. He took the South. <laughs> going with some beaver. In the Civil hey. War, he went with the South. You know how that goes. Typical. I mean, he's picking the beaver. He got that dog in him. So, anyways, Wake and Duke. Um, Wake, three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Both of these teams are very scary to pick because they're both going to lose. I hate so, this game. I And that's why I put it on here because I knew that no matter what I picked, I was going to be wrong. Last week I picked 
I picked the Dukies to uh, to beat Pitt. They almost did. Um, Sam Hartman has just not looked great lately, but I'm I'm gonna rock with him here. Give me give me Wake. Yeah, I kind of like I like Wake's ability to put up points, and Duke is uh, definitely a more defensive minded team. So if Wake can put up enough points, I'm not sure Duke can kind of keep up. So give me Sam Hartman and the. Uh, I also think Wake has a huge mismatch with their receivers outside. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Wake. I was starting to have another one of those feelings with Duke, but it went away. Yeah, Divinity Divinity has the Dukies. Next one up. Arguably the most interesting game of the week. Notre Dame at USC. These games are tough. USC's a five point favorite. USC's gonna I'm not gonna make any they're going to score, period. But I think Notre Dame is going to – like, Notre Dame – or USC's defense is craptastic. They're awful. Yeah. Pathetic. They're going to piss down their leg. And I think Notre Dame is going to do them exactly like they did us, where they just run the ball, kill the clock, try and keep their defense and Caleb Williams off the field. And I don't think USC is going to be able to stop it. So, regardless, I think I think this is a one-possession game. Um. I want to pick USC because I still think I still think Caleb Williams is good enough to overcome that. Um, but the Notre Dame secondary's been playing good. Now Riley's scheme is quite impressive. So again, they're I mean they're gonna get theirs. It's just a matter of how many possessions do they get. So with that in mind, I'm taking Notre Dame because of the orange goggles. I need them to win. I want them to win. I think they should win. Um, so that's where I'm at. You've uh You've thought about this a lot harder than I have. I uh, I have no idea. So I don't I don't day. have any idea either. Give me another day. Okay, well now I got now I gotta take Southern Cal. Yeah. Again, okay. Now the uh, point spread is eight difference between us. So you can <laughs> good. Or I could get way down because I've some of my picks are just dumb, I think, but it's okay. I mean, I'm just kind of giving up the Carolina Clemson game. Michigan and Ohio State is kind of a eh, eh. see. That's my thing with the Carolina Clemson game. Like, you're you're hurting yourself to pick Carolina, even though it's only a one point game. Because it's about it's about beat Sid at this point. I know, but I, I'm I can't I I can't pick Clemson. I mean, just against my DNA. Even though, like, I already my score prediction was picking Clemson, but. And I love that. <laughs> I love that. But yeah. being hard headed is is good. <laughs> oh well. Uh but yeah, there we go. Connor hasn't put his picks in yet, but um Okay. I guess since the egg bowls tonight I have to post this like right now. Yeah. Merry Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. A little Thanksgiving day special recording here um but yeah that's what we got rivalry Brian week in football pop. hopefully it's good to about every single games at noon but um Connor took another break from fix yeah maybe it's not can too take, late though maybe divini can take the lead on him the fact that he's still losing after <laughs> <laughs> after they Connor just some... didn't pick an entire week yeah uh but yeah too late yeah there we go that's it 
thanks for listening, anybody. Um, peace. Last regular season episode. Yep. Yep. That was fast. And then we can get into getting into some bowl games, some playoff. That'll be fun. And transfer portal is going to open here soon. It's going to get wild. Coaching higher. Coaching higher, yeah. <clears throat> Hired. It's gonna get crazy. So, yeah, stick and around. Once we get in the offseason, Miami's gonna be a good football team again. Yeah. yeah. So South Carolina. Hey. <laughs> I love um, it. Hope season. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, peace. <laughs>